Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. Tomorrow, the last soccer keep is money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that kind of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my people, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome back to the Your Own Sports Podcast. It is Thursday, day late here, December 26, 2019. Day after Christmas, uh, coming to you on our Thursday instead of our normal Wednesday with a little bit of a delay, but it was a great Christmas and uh, fun, been a fun week here overall. So wanted to get out the Week 17 pod before it ran too late into the week. And uh, as I do every week, even though we're not in the same house, I'm up north. Let's bring in Crowber back in uh, back in Mound there in Minnesota. How you doing there, Crowber? Yeah, not doing too bad. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. Made the the trip up to Detroit Lakes here to uh, the girlfriend's parents' house, and it's been a good time. And they're they're great people, so it's been fun to be up here. And uh, I'll be up here for a couple more days before I head back on Sunday to catch uh, the the Week 17 game. So yeah, it's it's fun. Good good Christmas, and no no complaints from me. How about you? Yeah, there you go. I won't have to miss any uh, Saturday, Thursday games. That's uh, all the whole slate, whole slate here, which we'll talk about in a second. All on Sunday, obviously the week seventeen, uh, you know, variation. But yeah, Christmas, everything went well. Just uh, been a long, uh, long last couple of days, that's for sure. Just uh, you know, a lot of drinking, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, preparing, cooking food, all that stuff, and then gotta you know re- relay that right into the to the new year here coming up next week. So just a, a long week and a half or two, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be the longest time I've had off work in, in years here with the, the whole rest of the week off the way Christmas fell this year. So that's, it'll be nice to relax and recharge. And uh, even though football is winding down here and headstrong into the new year, but all right, let's, uh, start the pod here off with a little weekend recap. The weekend recap. All right. So how'd you do in week 16? Um, yeah, it wasn't good for me. Personally, uh, I had a small card. I know we talked about it. We just really didn't like that card last week. And I only ended up releasing that one play, Washington, plus one and a half was my only, uh, you know, release on aronesports.com. And just uh, didn't get there. It just kind of seems like that's how my season's been going. I didn't start off too well. Looked like it was going to be a bad pick. And then Washington climbed their way back out of that game and ended up tying it. And then, of course, uh, you know, they get into overtime. And, and then they go, Giants go right down the field and, uh, you know, run it in there at the end zone for to win by six. and I don't know, just just pretty frustrating, and I know that number didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I was basically fading that move. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense with that game and the Miami-Cincy game. I think they're kind of similar, the way that those games moved and the, the spots and everything, and um, ended up liking the, the the Miami side a lot too, but I had another play against it uh, from a different group that I am uh, that I follow, and it, it, so I kind of ended up staying away. Otherwise, I would have been on both of those, like I said in the podcast, so it kind of works, you know, but it ended up. Winning in overtime in the one I didn't release, and then losing in overtime in the one I I did. So just just you know again, just uh, it just seems like that's the way this been year's been working. And then on top of that, there's been you know, a handful of other plays. Most of the other plays I either leaned to or 
or, you know, did like or bet myself, I ended up not releasing. And then those that got there pretty easily or, or did win. So just, yeah, really frustrating all around. I mean, college and NFL this year has just been, just been absolutely pitiful from my perspective betting as well as, uh, you know, my, my groups. It's just been, uh, all in all, just a, just a terrible college and NFL, uh, worse that I've had since I've, uh, started, you know, full cap, handicapping, uh, full time, or at least part time professionally. So, uh, yeah, in the last five years, definitely been an awful, uh, college and NFL run con- combined here. So I'm hoping to, to turn that around here, uh, going into the playoffs. Yeah. I, I ended up actually not releasing anything last week because I took what you were saying to an extreme and just, I mean, pick of the week was the, the over in that Texans Bucks game, the first one on Saturday and at 49 and a half and they had 40 points going into the fourth quarter. And usually the fourth quarter is one of the most high scoring quarters, especially in a close game. And they put up three points combined in the fourth quarter. So that one ended up staying under. And I was just, I was, uh, kind of planning on releasing that most of the week. And then I ended up, uh, ended up not. So I guess it's a good thing I, I stayed away there, but still just frustrating. Yeah. There just really wasn't. Wasn't much that I I was totally in love with. Uh, there's a couple of the games that I kind of liked on the podcast. As the course of the week went on, I just you know lost my uh, how strongly I felt about them, or, or heard a couple things that kind of strayed away and kind of not that I liked the other side, but just I, I talked myself about anything I did kind of like. So I just thought when you you know instead of trying to force something, just just take them when they come, and if they're not there, don't force it. And I think that's probably a good. Good model to take in this week 17 here too. It's whether you're up, there's no need to double down on the season, or if you're down, there's no no reason to try to get it all back in one week here when a lot of these teams' motivation is completely in question. So uh, it's going to kind of continue to be my trend here going into this week is uh, be selective. All right, uh, next segment we got a couple qualifiers here. Both both happen on Saturday. Let's do a little getting the best of the number. Getting the best of the number. All right, so which game's qualified for getting the best of the number? Uh, yeah, we had a couple qualifiers there. Both actually happened to be on Saturday, the first uh, two games there, I guess it was, of uh, that Saturday slate that we had uh, last week. And first one, just uh, going by rotation number, Buffalo, New England. That game opened New England minus seven. That came came a little bit lower than that, six and a half, seven, something like that, I believe. Uh, it was a closer. And then it landed uh, right on seven, 24 to 17. Uh, next game was Houston and Tampa Bay, and that one opened uh, Houston a short favor, minus one, one and a half, and then uh, that one closed pretty pretty much consensus was Houston three um, across the board, and that one landed right on three, 23 to 20. So that's uh, one, two, where, uh, you know, the books are probably getting, you know, crushed on that one with bulk of their uh, at least bets. I don't know about the handle, but you'd think a lot of the handle probably, um, especially on a Saturday, a lone game like that. I'm sure a lot of that handle came you know, that day on Saturday, so they're probably betting them at three, but then they're going to also lose all the bets at uh, Houston at the earlier number for most sharper people that are going to be betting it. So, yeah, that's probably not uh, a good result there for the books, that's for sure. Yeah, and I wasn't looking super hard because I wasn't that interested, but I saw a couple people on Twitter were talking about how they had some bucks plus three and a half, so I don't know if there were any or many of those available, but I did hear that too, so. Yeah, I think there probably been some minus 120s or something available. It's one of those deals you kind of get more – you know, we kind of try to make it more widely available. But, yeah, there's definitely – you could have got some, you know, bought off the three or, uh, yeah, got some three and a half, a little bit of extra juice for sure. Yeah, just, so that, just talking in terms of being good or bad for the book. Like you mentioned, that's definitely not good for the book when you could potentially have three and a half or minus one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Now that uh, – I'll do it then for getting the best of the number. 
let's go ahead and, and jump right into the week 17 here. It's a, it's a sad day in terms of this being the last quote unquote full slate of the season. And it kind of, kind of went out uh, a little bit of a fizzle this, this year. Generally go with a bang like some seasons. It seems like the last week or two is the most exciting week of the season. And, and this week, or I mean this year, that's definitely not the case. So a couple games here that matter and uh, I'll try to talk about some playoff implications as we get to them. Uh, first of all, we have, um, so I don't know if we should we go, you want to go time here? Cause I know all the start times are all messed up because they're trying to group. Yeah, I think together. we might just give me more trouble than it's worth. I think we just go rotation number here. Just go right down right. the list. All right. Let's do that. Uh, first game, then we got a late afternoon game. We got Tennessee heading to Houston. Uh, Tennessee minus three and a half here on the road with a total of 45, 45 and a half. Yeah, my power rating here, uh, Houston, I'll, every, I'll ever do every week, I'll get my power rating number, uh, the look-head line from the Westgate there in Vegas, uh, which is the bettable line from the week before. I am, and most of these number, these games do have look-head lines, which in years past, they haven't really had that, uh, going into week 17, just because of the uncertainty, like we'll, we'll talk about here on the card, and then also give the opener what the game opened at, and if they have, uh, like Minnesota's a good example, when they played Monday night, there's different openers, uh, they change the line, uh, according to, you know, how the game went, and then also give the total opener. Um, but again, we'll, we'll, it'll be difficult this week, just being week 17 with all the starters. But we'll try to do the best we can here on this card. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Tennessee at Houston. My power rate number: Houston three and a half uh, point favorite. Look at line: Houston minus one. Westgate open. Uh, Tennessee four and a half. Uh, obviously, big move there, just because of the the way uh, the seating worked out uh, for Houston. And then also the total here opened 48. So yeah, like I said, the first uh, right away you look at just the big uh, change in the number from Houston being a short favorite. Uh, on the look head to Tennessee being, uh, you know, more than a field goal favorite, and that's pretty much where they're sitting now. But this game, I do want to note, it did get bet up all the way to six. Uh, that's actually where I bought it myself. Uh, I got Houston plus six. And then that came back down a little bit, uh, so it's sitting at three and a half uh, right now. Um, and then the total, likewise, kind of just got bet down as well. And a lot of it has to do with just Houston not having a whole lot to play for. I don't know if you uh, you can elaborate on that a little bit more than I will. But, um, yeah, to me, I just – I, I bet Houston at six, and um, I, I, we're at the current number. It's just I don't really have a whole lot of an opinion, so I don't want to get into this one. And, and I'm gonna this week for sure myself. I'm gonna be looking probably more at totals as well. Uh, I think it's a little bit easier to get at uh, than the spread this week. Um, but yeah, for this game, I don't have any any opinion on it at the current price. Yeah, so Houston could potentially move up to the three seed if they win, and Kansas City loses to the Chargers, but Kansas City plays the an early game at home which they're almost double-digit favorites against the Chargers. So more than likely, Houston will be locked into the four seed and have no motivation at all unless they really want to knock Tennessee out of the playoffs. Um, but that being said, I know I heard some quotes earlier in the week from Bill O'Brien saying, you know, we we got to go out there and try our hardest and win this game regardless of the circumstance. So I don't know if he was just trying to mislead people in the media or having some fun or if he actually believed that. So. You would think they wouldn't be have a whole lot of motivation, especially with Watson, um, with him being banged up somewhat. Do you think that they would be overly cautious with him? That's for sure. If, I mean, even moving up to the three isn't all that important. But either way, they're going to know by the time the their game starts, and most likely it's going to be totally meaningless. So, as far as the Tennessee side goes, they can clinch the uh, the six seed in the in the AFC playoffs with a win. Or even if they lose, there's still a chance that the Steelers and Colts both lose that they can still be the sixth seed that way. And not the Colts don't have a chance to take their spot, but 
if the Colts lose, then the Raiders could potentially get in with a crazy tie, multiple team tiebreaker deal. So, um, so the Titans, obviously it's a, a win and end. So you think that's about the max motivation you can get as far as a, a team goes. And I haven't been a big fan of the Titans pretty much all year. And I don't really have a lot of faith in them in going into the playoffs. But in a spot like this, I don't really want to bet against that team when the motivation could be max motivation for one team and zero motivation for the other team. So the only way I would look here, especially at three and a half, would be towards the Titans. And I think it's kind of a cliche thing you hear over the years that I think makes a lot of sense. If you, you know, uh, parlay like the, it's kind of tough with Kansas City laying so many points because it's not a perfect deal. But if you parlay Kansas City spread or Kansas City money line, if with that high number, it would be fairly correlated, I think, to to tennis or uh, to Houston. No, so to Tennessee. Or if the inverse, if you want to do a Chargers money line to a Houston money line, because if the Chargers end up winning that game, then Houston's going to have a lot more motivation. So you're going to be getting the best of a number there. So I think something like that, where when the games are, aren't playing at the same time, you can try to tap into those correlations a little bit. And not that they're perfect by any means, but there's definitely an edge because these lines are shaded for their motivation. So as far as this game goes, no no real opinion. In the pools where i got to pick everything, I'll probably just lean Tennessee and just hope the motivation wins out, even though I'm not really high on either of these teams for the most part. Next game is an early game. Nothing to play for in this one. we got Cleveland laying... Uh, Let's see, two and a half with extra juice or, or three with juice towards the dog at Cincinnati. Total of uh, 44 here. Yeah, I try to make a note for the last game, too. I will talk about it here for a handful of games, but I don't know what the, the, the stats are, but it's something pretty ridiculous. I heard it on a few different sources about how uh, teams in a must-win situation are, are pretty much a must-win when they win the game they're in. Um, you know, everyone kind of just crazy how much it gets adjusted. I know a little bit has to do with Houston in this game. We're going to see some other spots where it's basically just uh, adjusted for the the one team needing to get to win to get in, uh, maybe need some help or what have you. But it's funny how, you know, you can only play 100%. It's, you know, everyone thinks you can play a lot better. And you'd, you'd think uh, there'd be some value going against uh, just betting against these teams. And that's what historically over the last, uh, I don't know how much it was, 20, 30 years, there's been, you know, just the, if you bet on teams that must win only, uh, it's just crazy. The against the spread record is very, very negative uh, just because you do see such a big adjustment for those teams that are in a must win. Um, it would be interesting the subset, like you kind of alluded to, interesting the subset against teams that have zero motivation. Yeah. I think, um, or like, you know, even teams that want to play a spoiler. Cause here it's like, I don't know how you quantify that, but like, if Bill O'Brien was being truthful and actually does really want to win this game, then obviously this number is ridiculous. But if they're going to rest their starters like Baltimore is and just going to pack it in completely, it's hard to imagine that, you know, it's not some, uh, at least somewhat profitable. Or at least, you know, break even at the worst. But, who, you know, I guess we, that'd be something you have to dive into the numbers more so than just taking it at uh, at face value. But anyway, continue. Yep. So, yeah, let's game here. Let's get into Cleveland at Cincinnati. Uh, power rating here, Cleveland 3.5. Look headline, Cleveland minus 3. Westgate open, Cleveland 2.5. A total here open, 46. Uh, this one here, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I don't, I can only bet it one way and it'd be the Cincy side. They, they kind of secured, or they, not kind of, they did secure that first round draft pick, I, uh, for this week. So they can, this be a week after the loss. They can come in here and, you know, try to do something. You especially think Dalton, 
I, I just, uh, not that he's been outstanding, but I think they give this team a little bit of life and he's got something to play for. I mean, every, every game he's trying to prove that he's a, you know, capable starting quarterback or if not a capable backup to try to get, you know, money and everything for next year, assuming since he's going to get the, the, take the, uh, Joe Burrow as their first overall pick there for the quarterback. So I, I think nothing else, you're going to have a full effort from Dalty. And, and like I said, I think Cleveland's been, been tough to, to figure out and tend to back here. So not a, not a bad I love, but I'll definitely look at the, the Cincy side here, if nothing else, uh, getting the points here at home. Yeah. I, I wouldn't argue with you. That makes some sense to me. It just Cleveland seems like there's a decent chance they could have packed it in with their effort the last couple of weeks and how poorly coached they are and all that just it seems like a lot of those players are pretty unhappy and that's usually what you look for as far as teams that quit so I can see that and then also I think since he's been a little bit of an over team even though it hasn't came to fruition every week but I know you've been on since overs a couple times and I think they are trending in that direction especially with Dalton and so this is a division game but it's not going to be a hard-fought division game you wouldn't think uh, with every, both teams kind of having one foot out the door and not not a whole lot on the line, and so and a t- time where Cleveland has been pretty abysmal on offense, but maybe there's a chance they might just open it up and just try to have some fun here the last game and get some good vibes going in the off season. So total forty three and a half, forty four, somewhere in there. I think I would uh, I'd lean to the over and and to Cincy as well here. Next game, another game that doesn't really have any implication. We got Chicago heading to Minnesota. Minnesota minus or laying one here, minus one at home, with a total of 37. Yeah, my power rating here, and again, these will be a little bit off. I'm just going to get my strict power rating number to keep it simple. Um, so yeah, this will be the type of game where it's not going to matter much. But my power rating, Minnesota seven and a half. Look at line, Minnesota seven. And the Westgate here opened Minnesota seven and a half Sunday afternoon, uh, and then Monday, or you know, into Monday, and then Tuesday morning they opened, uh, reopened the game, I should say, uh, Minnesota one after the loss on Monday night. Uh, to Green Bay, and then the total here opened 41 and a half, uh, got that down a little bit, and then again it reopened Tuesday morning at 37. So uh, Mark is telling us right there, Minnesota obviously doesn't have anything to play for uh, or much to play for. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly. I haven't looked into it in depth yet, but yeah, it's just this is a game. I just it's not really uh, trying to pick the talent. It's trying to figure out who's going to play and how long they're going to play. So. Is Minnesota going to arrest everybody? I don't know if you know better than I do. I don't. I don't know exactly what the the status is currently um, of what they're trying to do. So yeah, I don't really have. I can't really make a bet on this game until I find out more. But I mean, it's not a thing where I'm going to be sitting there and looking in depth for this game. I just, you know, most likely just not going to be involved and uh, not putting in the work. I just don't. I just. I don't, I don't know if I can find an angle on this on this game. Yeah, I don't really see one either. I I haven't heard much about. I'm sure you know. Uh, there's no chance Delvin's going to play when he was fairly banged up, and I don't know what the. I would assume they would sit Thielen again. I, I don't know if he's still lingering at all, but he's just been non-existent. So you might as well give him another week off. Um, as far as like the healthy starters like Kirk and stuff, I don't know if they're going to play him or not, but I don't really see the point. It's like even if you do build up some positive momentum after that disgusting effort against the Packers, against the Bears team that for all intents and purposes, might have quit as well. Do you really get feeling that much better about yourself? I I wouldn't think so. So I I really don't know. I, as a Vikings fan, I hope they just rest everybody and hopefully they come back healthier next week with uh, a bunch of negative public sentiment against them and then they uh, prove some people wrong, but not necessarily hold my breath either. As far as the Bears go, uh, I just don't know. They look like, like I said a couple weeks ago against the Packers, 
or maybe no, maybe it was last week against the Chiefs. I said just when you got a team kind of like Jacksonville a couple of years ago with a defense that's pretty top, you know, not of course necessarily elite, but definitely a top end defense, and they try to hold the team together all year long, and then when they finally get their dream crush and their season's over officially, it's just hard I think to keep up that intensity on defense when your offense has just been so bad for basically all year long. And I think that pretty much came to fruition last week against the Chiefs where they lost 26-3 and just looked like they were disinterested in even playing the game. So if you get that kind of effort, maybe even a C-level effort from the Vikings will win this game and cover the one. But I just, yeah, to me, unless you unless you read some things that, you know, schematically one of the teams is going to be going after it and one of them is going to be super vanilla, I just don't know how you can really get involved and feel confident whatsoever in this one. So pretty easy to stay away from me and, game that I'm not even really that, that interested in watching for the most part, but, uh, you know, probably begrudgingly watch it here. Uh, next game, another uh, late afternoon game. You got Indianapolis heading to Jacksonville, and Indianapolis laying three and a half here on the road with a total of 43. I mean, my power rating here, Indy minus four, Jacksonville, uh, look at line Jacksonville, one and a half. Uh, Westgate open, Indy minus three, and totally are open 44 and a half. Uh, this is yeah, I don't have much to say on this one. I mean, I, I don't, I really can't back Jacksonville right now, so I, I can only look to the indie side, especially just looking at the better coach that's definitely going to be keeping his job in Frank Reich. Uh, and I just don't know what's going to be happening with the Jacksonville organization. You think they just kind of be chopping everything off and uh, starting from scratch almost is what you would expect to happen when that's the case. It's hard to, uh, when you know you're losing your job type of thing, it's hard to, you're going to go into a, you know, last week of the season with hardly any effort, you would is is what I would you know you would kind of you assume. So I mean, to me this would be the only one way I could bet it would be the indie side, and assuming that the better coach and um, you know better quarterback is going to be able to to go in there and kind of try to get a, a, a try to end the season in a positive note after they kind of started off pretty good and then kind of struggled there down the stretch. It feels like this is the type of team that might come in here and kind of like we saw last week, it just get in there and, and, and roll all over them and, and, and finish the season strong and, and, and kind of blow out fashion. So this would be something where, you know, like pleasers or anything else or, you know, some way where you could get at it where you can get a, a plus price on Indy uh, laying extra points. I, I kind of like that idea that they might blow out this Jacksonville team. So, yeah, for me, I like the, the Indy side. Or not like, I, I, I lean to the Indy side, but, again, the number being at four, I think it's probably probably about right. I don't see a whole lot of value. That would be the only way I could bet this game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if at all there's any bounce here in the step of Jacksonville, who's looked like they've just kind of slogged through a lot of the the games this season when uh, Coughlin got fired. Because there's a lot of reports that he was just just a crazy authoritarian, just fining people for ridiculous things. And I, you know, I think that's part of the reason why Jalen Ramsey wanted out of there so bad that didn't really make totally make sense at the time. But it makes a little bit of sense looking back on it. It's just, I think the players really, really hated Coughlin <laughs> and his, uh, his tactics for GMing and, uh, or whatever, whoever his position was there. I don't even know if he was totally the GM, but whatever influence he had on the team. So, um, it'll be interesting that, like, kind of like when a coach gets fired, that's pretty unpopular. You usually get a really good effort out of them the next, next week out. So, I'd maybe, I'm not, it's not an angle I'd be worthy of betting, but, that would be about the only thing that would keep me away from the Colts. And I agree, I don't – I think the Colts are the more talented team, and I like Reich a decent amount, and maybe they did have a little bit of a lull there when they're super injury-riddled, and now they'll try to 
bounce back with a couple of good efforts here before the season's over. But it's just another thing where I just, I don't know, laying over a field goal on the road with the team, I don't know. I can't, I can't feel comfortable with. Uh, just to me, it's just not a game where it's just a pretty easy pass for me, and knowing I don't really care about watching that much either. Next game, uh, back to another early game. Seems like we're calling every other here. Uh, I got Atlanta heading to Tampa Bay, and looks like we got uh, Tampa as a pick here at home with a total of forty-seven and a half, forty-eight. Yeah, my power rating number is a pick 'em. Look at line: Tampa minus two. Westgate open. Tampa Bay one, and the total here open fifty. So, I mean, right off the start, you see some money on the under. I, again, I don't really understand that. I know I mentioned to you, if you watched that game uh, on Saturday, the Tampa Bay game, that was the second game. Oh, that I ended did. Up, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking to the to yeah, the listenership. But, yeah, it's uh, – it's, uh, if you watch that game, I mean, it was – it was absolutely shocking how that game didn't have more points going into the halftime. And then uh, even then, it was still, I think, 17, 17 at half or something like that. So it was like, you know, mid-30s for points. So it was well on pace to go over, even with all the things that happened. Uh, it was just, you know, interceptions going in the red zone or whatever else. There's a lot of different things that happened. And then still, it you know, definitely was on pace, well, well over, on pace to go well over the total. And then, yeah, like you said, that fourth quarter just kind of halted to do scoring. Um, but that ended up being the only second time a Tampa Bay game went under all year. And, uh, again, you were on it. So I guess maybe that's the, that's the common, uh, common sign, but not twice. So, yeah, to me here, I just I really don't understand it unless, again, there's something I'm missing. In, uh, but, again, neither of these two teams have anything to play for from a playoff perspective. So a lot of money coming on the under, and I just I really don't get it. I know the only thing you could possibly say is the Tampa wide receivers. Um, I know have been questionable and, and in and out and, and banged up, and it looks like Mike Evans is out. But I don't know. It, I, I personally thought it might be a, a big hinder on, uh, on, on Winston in that offense, but, I mean, it, it really hasn't seemed like it's been much at all. I don't. He just kind of keeps chucking the ball and finds new receivers to go to. So, unless it's a question, of, unless it's a, a a deal where we don't know the health of Winston, I guess that's the only other thing I can think of. So yeah, I'm gonna look into was, that more. He was banged up, but it says he was a full participant in practice today. So I don't think that's gonna be an issue. Yeah. So that's the only thing I can think of that I, you know, that. But I mean, yeah, if he's fully healthy, to me, this just seems like you're getting a really good bargain on this on on, on going over the total, um, forty-seven and a half. Uh, We'll see. I'm I'm probably going to have some money on it. I just kind of do some more research and see if there's something I'm missing because it almost seems too, uh, you know, too fishy. But uh, yeah, I don't have a side on the on the. I don't have an opinion on the side, but yeah, definitely uh, look at the over here for me. Because yeah, this Atlanta has been taking money right this week. Uh yeah, a little. Yeah, well, it it opened uh, Tampa too, so I mean, it's really it really hasn't done much. And then I'm even seeing some one and a half on Tampa. So, yeah, I'd say this game really hasn't moved a whole lot. It's kind of just been bouncing around in these dead numbers. Yeah, but I mean, it's still money's coming in if towards Atlanta, if anything, right? So, I mean, like I'm just saying, I think the Atlanta and under money would be correlated because it's the only thing I could think of is it's just a bet against the Tampa without. Yeah, the and I think like it's. I don't know, like, so if, if you take Pinnacle, they open minus one, 105, and right now they're sitting minus one, one and 10. So in that case, they're taking money on Tampa. Uh, Heritage okay. Sports, similar, similar deal. I know they open two, so they're at one and a half. So I mean, I don't know, it's really, I guess you'd, maybe a little bit behind. I'd say it really hasn't moved a whole lot to, to, to be honest, to, to be fair to the marketplace. But isn't there a lot of picks out there or no? Um, no, there's the stations is pick, Westgate's pick, William Hill's a pick, and then five dimes is pick. With extra juice, but uh, most mo- the, the, the most of the numbers are, are minus one. Okay, but one and or one and a half is kind of a split line. And it'll 
but did it open at like two in a lot of those places? Uh, Westgate opened one. I don't know. I'm kind of looking now. It's where some of these places. I mean, yeah, I guess some places open two, but one and a half or two. So yeah, I guess I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying it's a huge move by any means, but I think that's to me the only justification for betting the under is they just think the Tampa Bay receiving situation is a, a big issue and. I totally agree with you from watching that game. Like, yeah, obviously not having, uh, I think Evans particularly or, or Godwin, but mostly Evans is, is definitely going to be a hindrance on an offense, but it doesn't seem, I don't think there's many receivers that are game changers and you can say, well, cluster injuries, but I mean, Winston still seemed to me like he was slinging around pretty good with Winston. It's like he makes a lot of good plays and a lot of terrible plays. And that's exactly what he did last week. So against an Atlanta team that, doesn't have a great defense by any stretch. Uh, it just seems to me like it's going to be more of the same this week for Tampa. And, you know, Winston's, he's going to be fairly motivated because he wants to be a starting quarterback next year. And he's had some, you know, moments of brilliance and some awful moments. But I'm sure he's saying, all right, if I can go out there and put one really good game here to end the season, somebody's going to be able to give me a chance next year. And then conversely, Atlanta, I think the last few weeks they've kind of settled into what, we were expecting them to be more so at the beginning of the season where they're just a, a shootout team and not last week against Jacksonville because, you know, Jacksonville plays just ugly games against everybody. But outside of that game, it's been shootout after shootout for Atlanta for uh, the better part of the last month and a half here. So against the ultimate shootout team, even with the receiver issues, it's, to me it seems 47 and a half just seems like an absolute bargain. So long, long winded way of saying that, uh, don't really have much of an opinion on the side. I would maybe lean Atlanta just to the slightest margin, but definitely love the over uh, more so than anything we've talked about here this week so far. Next game, uh, back to a late game again. We got Washington heading to Dallas. Uh, let's see, the boys laying 11 here at home with a total of 45 and a half. Yeah, my power rating number Dallas minus 10. Look at line Dallas seven and a half. Westgate open Dallas 11 and a half. And the total here opened 46 and a half. And, uh, here's a game too. Uh, I know, like you said, like the total in the last game. This game, I, I do like the side here. I, I'm going to look at the Washington side. I just feel like this is too many points for Dallas to be laying. And, and, and you see the big adjustment. I know part of it has to do with, well, I, I guess I will start. It's kind of funny how, how many times do you see a, a, a team where in a must win, or not a must win, but a spot where, you know, they can get into the playoffs with the win and, and hold the, and, and win the division. And then if they don't win, they have a very, a much smaller chance. I mean, and just, just to make it simpler, you know, must win from last week, uh, to get in. And then they ended up losing and showing up as flat as could be against a divisional rival. And then they ended up, you know, look at the look at line seven and a half. Now they're 11. So it's like, this is the only week you're going to see that. And obviously they're just, again, pricing in the must win. And then also the uncertainty of whether they won last week or not. Uh, cause if they would have won, then this game wouldn't have been, uh, been, been meaningless for Dallas, but. Again, uh, power rating numbers seems like it's kind of right where it is, but again, uh, in my opinion, Washington's getting a pretty big upgrade in, in a quarterback, uh, from Haskins to Keenum. I, I give it a, a two to three points probably. And even, the, even with Haskins playing better, uh, down the stretch than, than he was originally when he first came in. But yeah, I think Keenum definitely gives him a boost. You saw him give him a boost when he came in, uh, last week and he did everything he could to try to win that game. And again, kind of similar to, uh, like we've said here with other quarterbacks, uh, like we talked about, uh, earlier, it's, it's, you know, they're playing for their jobs, like Dalton or whoever else, Winston, uh, Ryan. I mean, they're, they're playing to, to, to stay in the league here and be relevant. And Keenum's a perfect example of that. I mean, he's going to 
a borderline starter uh, to back up, and you know, he's doing what he can to try to get a starting job or a good backup job. So, I mean, I think this Washington team hasn't shown any quit at all. And, and again, Dallas can be fully motivated, but I think Washington is going to be too. So I don't really give an, I don't think you really give Dallas an extra bump for having to win this game. I think if anything, it's, I don't know if you can necessarily downgrade them, but they just haven't shown up in, in big spots when, with the poor coaching staff that they have. So yeah, I like the, I like the Washington side here at anything 10 or above. So yeah, give me the, give me the Washington and the points here to, uh, I don't think they're going to win outright necessarily, but, uh, to definitely keep this game pretty tight. Yeah, is it so? Is it officially Keenum as a starter, or is it just not Haskins? Uh, on my screen, it says Keenum as a starter, but again, I'm not sure if it's 100 percent true. Uh, but that's what my screen's telling me. Okay, so I mean, I don't really care a whole lot. I, I do think that they'll be fine with McCoy or Keenum or whatever. And Haskins hasn't been the disaster we expected him to be, but I definitely don't think he's been like spurring that offense to success by any means either. So I would definitely prefer. Uh, McCoy or Keenum, because like you said, they're they're fighting for a job or an opportunity next year, and so they're going to definitely be giving it their all. And there's also a great point about the Dallas motivation. It's like, well, yeah, they're getting this bump here, but it's like, well, what about their motivation last week when it was a must-win against an awful Philly team and they just came out flat as a pancake? So I don't think this this game isn't even like they could potentially convince themselves that it doesn't matter. They, they don't have a chance anyway. So. Uh, there's no way the motivation here is more this week than it was last week. And honestly, I don't even know if Washington, I mean, their defense has been playing, you know, gave up 41 last week. Their defense has been playing relatively decent here for a while, I think. And, uh, if they can get anything out of that offense, they haven't been, they haven't quit at all. I don't think, even though they're not that talented. So if you get a decent amount of effort out of them, I, yeah, I just think this number is pretty ridiculous. So totally, totally on board with you, um, whether it be Keenan or McCoy. For Washington, I just think getting doubles here against the Dallas team that hasn't looked very impressive for for a while is a is a great bet. Next game, back to an early game again. We got New Orleans heading to Carolina. New Orleans laying 13 here on the road with a total of 46. Yeah, my power in here, New Orleans 12. Look headline, New Orleans minus 11. Westgate open, New Orleans 13. And the total here open 48. Uh, yeah, a lot of money downward on that under. Uh, it, it seems like that's Gotta do has to do a lot with its career. I don't. I just don't feel like. I, I don't know. I, I I wasn't too high on him going into that into that game last week, and one of the reasons why I couldn't bet Carolina, and then he just wasn't didn't show a whole lot for me. Uh, just looking at the stats and everything else, but uh, I think also with this, I think this this New Orleans defense, I think is definitely the question mark again. Like it seems like they've always been over the years of the Breeze uh, Breeze era and the Peyton era, but it seems like. This offense has just been clicking, and I don't know. I don't really see it being fluky or you know anything else. It just seems like a, a tough defense to stop or a tough offense to stop right now as a defense. So I, I don't know. I know I've said to you, and just from a Minnesota fan perspective, it's like this is the last team I want to play personally in the NFT. That's and it looks like uh, if everything goes to form here, it looks like this is where Minnesota's gonna have to go travel down to uh, and play in the in the Superdome here and play Breeze and Peyton, which again, I don't, I don't like our chances. That'd be the, like I said, the last team I want to play out of anybody in the NFC. So kind of frustrating. So I'm hoping they can get a win here and then some help, uh, with, with Green Bay somehow to try to get into that, that buy. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any problem with where the number's sitting at now. I feel like, uh, this is probably about right. And I just, I don't really have any, I don't really want to bet this game either way, so I'll probably I'm just going to be passing this game. But again, something where we'll be uh, me personally be rooting for the Saints here to 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 win outright. Yeah, so for the Saints to move up to a first round bye, they either need to 
win and have the Niners lose or win and have the Packers lose. And I think we both pretty much are giving the Packers the win like we are the Saints here for the most part. So it's pretty much a uh, Seahawks need to beat the Niners in order for the yeah, we'll Saints. Be, we'll, to... be big C- we'll be big we'll be big Seattle fans for once. Yeah, exactly, and have New Orleans move into the bye, and then uh, it'd be let's see, yeah, then it'd be the Niners dropping out, and then we'd go to Seattle as as a Vikings fan. Seattle would play, drop to the three. So, um, I've, you know, that being said, I think that's the the playoff scenarios are more interesting to me than like trying to bet this game. I just Carolina, I don't know, is there any fight there whatsoever? The fact that they got run out by the Colts last week. It's just uh, not a not an encouraging sign. And even the Seahawks the week before ended up losing by six, but they were just destroyed in that game too. And that that final was a little phony. So not a, not a deal where I I'm gonna play thirteen on the road. I just, I don't know, but I'm not don't really want any part of Carolina here either. And I I guess I agree a little bit with the under money, but I don't feel overly great about it because even if Greer isn't good. If he starts turning the ball over, you know, it's you can he <laughs> can create points the other way too, and then have prevent defenses get the points back against when you're down a bunch. So I would lean under, but yeah, I don't feel strongly whatsoever about that either. So for me, pretty easy pass. Uh, next time and next game we got another afternoon time game. Uh, Philadelphia heading to the Giants. Philly laying four and a half here, four four and a half on the road, a total of forty five, forty five and a half. Yeah, my power in here, Philly four and a half. Look at line, Philly five. Westgate open, Philly five and a half. And the total here open, 46 and a half. Again, uh, kind of similar handicap to this Dallas, but I think you're just getting, uh, getting priced in here. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily getting priced in, but this whole, this whole notion that, uh, Philly need, is going to win this game and they're going to make the playoffs just kind of seems like I won't be super shocked if they lost this game, Dallas wins and Dallas gets into the playoffs somehow is, as bad as that'd be, I just that's just kind of I just have like you know kind of a hunch. And obviously, that's not what I'm gonna be making uh, large wagers on as a hunch, but that's just kind of where you just kind of have a feeling that's what's gonna happen here with this game because this Giants team has been somewhat capable. And Daniel Jones came in and played pretty well last week and and made some throws. There was pretty impressive. And um, I, I don't know. I guess the one thing that I do originally I went through I like this game. I wanted about the Giants, but the problem was that I thought I might be able to get you know at least a couple points of value. Just betting on that spot where it's in a must win, but the markets really aren't doing that much. I mean, my power rate number's sitting right where it is, so uh, unfortunately, I thought maybe I'd get a six or something here and just uh, get a key, uh, somewhat key number uh, with the the spot for Philadelphia with a must win. But like I said, I haven't seen it yet. So, and the, and the fact that I see some, some of the markets coming down a little bit towards the Giants. So, again, we kind of say it every week, but these markets are just getting sharper. Um, and well, so I'll just see. I, I, I'm not getting extra value from the Philadelphia motivation of, of having to win. Then I don't really like this game as much. But yeah, if you do get a couple points of value, I do like the Giants side. So that being said, the way I would look at this game is kind of wait to see here before kickoff. Um, you would expect the public to bet Philly, especially being a pretty big public team. Expect the public to bet Philly, just betting on that angle of having to win. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked here if this line did trickle up here before kickoff, and that's probably the time I'm going to jump in here and bet the Giants if it does get probably. Uh, my buy price right now, currently in the week, would be about six. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want the Giants off two wins. It, maybe maybe they figure something out and they turn the corner, but I just don't think they're a team, especially this year with all the young players they have and and just lack of talent on defense, that they're a team I'm going to bet on to win their third straight, even though I know that's not 
yeah, there's a little superstition to that. Uh, and, but Philly, they're just so banged up too that they're, even with the must win thing, they're not a team that I feel comfortable laying four, four and a half with on the road. So I kind of agree with you as far as that hunch goes. It just feels like that would be a very fitting way for the NFC East to end this year is for them to be in the driver's seat and then blow it. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's potential, but I, not a game I'm going to invest my money with either way. I just don't really want either of these teams. Uh, next game is another late game. We got Pittsburgh heading to Baltimore and Pittsburgh laying two here on the road with a total of 37 and a half. Um, yeah, <laughs> this one here has, uh, my power rate number just with everybody's fully healthy and starting, so it's pretty much meaningless, but Baltimore 11 and a half. Uh, look headline, Baltimore minus three, Westgate open Baltimore two and a half, and the total here open 41. Obviously we see Pittsburgh now, uh, again, in that situation where they're in a must win. So they're taking a lot of money, uh, being flipped the, to a two point underdog to a two point favorite. It just, uh, again, I just, I'm not gonna, to me, it's, it's pretty easy for me this week. I'm either gonna bet against the teams that need to win, uh, for the most part, or I'm not gonna bet the game at all. And most of them's gonna consist of not betting the game at all, but, I mean, the, the thing too, it's an NFL, it's not a deal where, you know, you can play a bunch of, uh, you know, college guys that are on, I mean, you only have a 53 man roster, so some of the starters are gonna have to play. Um, so, it really comes down to a depth problem, or a, a depth question then for Baltimore, and I, I think Baltimore is, you know, has, has a, fair amount of depth and especially just the backup I mean with Griffin I mean it's pretty similar you can't really ask for a quarterback much more similar uh you know than Lamar Jackson I mean it's not like you're going from like a Lamar Jackson to a Kirk Cousins who is a completely different situation I mean so that, that'll be is one deal that much worse than Hodges <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like yeah boy I don't know it just seems to me you know catching points here with Baltimore even though they're Basically going to rest any, anybody important as, as what they can because they don't care at all to win because they already locked up the first, uh, you know, the first round by and then the number one seed there in the FC. But again, this Pittsburgh team hasn't been able to put up a lot of points. So I mean, uh, it just comes down to can Baltimore score points? And I still think they're going to be able to make some plays and, and, and be explosive enough to get some points on the board and, and can give enough faith in Hodges and, and Pittsburgh, especially the way Hodges would bench there at halftime. Uh, but Mike Tomlin, after throwing some, some interceptions there early and looked pretty awful. They end up putting in, um, you know, holiday season, put in Rudolph, and then he ended up getting injured, so they had to go back to Hodges. So it's like a deal, too, where <laughs> you're basically reluctantly going with Hodges as your quarterback when the coach the coach and the uh, the staff is basically saying we'd rather have somebody else in there. Um, so, yeah, to me, I just uh, I don't really like the Pittsburgh side at all here. I don't agree with the money necessarily. It seems like, you know, Pickham is as low as this game should have gotten or, or Baltimore short favorite, so. Not that I love it because it's so hard with this week 17 and, and you don't know who's playing, but yeah, again, the only way I could look here would be Baltimore in the points. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I was going to make the same point about how is, how can that not be a confidence crusher? And it's not like with Hodges where you got somebody like, you know, Keenum or, or even a young guy that has a promising future that you're like, well, you know, the, the pedigree went out or he's, he's been successful before. So maybe this is his chance to show out here for another opportunity. It's like Hodges could just be really, really bad, which he's been a decent amount of the season. So the fact they're reluctantly putting them in, I think you could make a case that RG3 could have more success very easily with his supporting cast. And they said they're going to sit several starters, but who knows exactly. Like you said, even if they sit a bunch of guys, they're still going to have to sprinkle in and some guys. And, and it's, uh, you know, if this, obviously, like you said, with your power rating, if these guys were healthy, the line's just insanely different and, 
So I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just you're kind of guessing at a moving target here of trying to factor in all these things and what it should be. It's just pretty difficult. So probably probably stay away. But I, I agree. I'd, the only way I would bet this game would be Baltimore. Uh, I got the Jets heading to Buffalo. Buffalo laying one one and a half here at home with a total of thirty six and a half. Um, yeah, my power right here, Buffalo eight and a half. Look headline, Buffalo four and a half. Westgate open, Buffalo one. A total here open 37 and a half. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of money here under. It's pretty crazy with these, these, it seems like Buffalo and Pittsburgh, these totals is every week just go pretty low, which is kind of shocking how it didn't really get lower than what we're seeing this Buffalo Jets total at, uh, when the two teams played each other. Um, but yeah, total, like you said, it's in 36, 36 and a half. It just seems again so low. It's just hard to, to get at, uh, for me. Um, in a side perspective, yeah, and then no penny, I, I, it, I'm not really sure you can you know, get into the Buffalo uh, playoff scenario, but uh, what, where they're the going to be, yeah, where they're going to be sitting. So yeah, the five seed. So then uh, yeah, it just comes down to the Jets. So uh, I mean, to me, it uh, I don't know. To me, it's going to be Jets or pass, I guess. But I'm not going to have a, a huge play in this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any opinion whatsoever. I'll just briefly say that Pittsburgh in the last game, they need to win and have Tennessee lose. Essentially, without, without there's another scenario that's just ridiculous but that's basically they so the must win for them and then hope Tennessee loses as well and of course they put them at the same time so uh you can't do the correlated parlay necessarily but just wanted to bring that up since I forgot no opinion at all basically in this game the Jets have been hit or miss with motivation this year I don't want to even try to try to handicap them without motivation and Buffalo who, who knows what you're going to get from them they seem like a team that would try harder than other teams without motivation, but I have nothing to go off that. That's just a, a gut feeling. So uh, very unlikely I'll have a bet on that one. Uh, we got Miami in the early game. Miami heading to New England. Uh, New England laying 15 and a half, 16 here at home with a total of 45. Yeah, my power in here, New England 16. Look at line, New England 14. Westgate open, New England 16. And the total here open 43 and a half. Uh, yeah, I'll make this one brief too. I just don't, uh, no opinion for me. Um, a little bit of money on the over here, which I do probably agree with. I know I've been betting on Miami's over in uh, similar fashion to Cincy, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but again, it seems a little bit too high now. Uh, key number 44 being a decently key number two. And not that I would have loved it by any means, but yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't get it at all here now. Um, and from a spread perspective, it's coming right where my power range sitting, uh, sitting at 16. So yeah, uh, easy pass for me all across the board on this game. So the Pats either need to win to clinch the two seed in the first round by or have the Chiefs lose. And, uh, yeah, they're same time game. So I think you're going to get a pretty good effort here out of the Pats because that bye is going to be super, super helpful there in the, in, I guess, neither division, not just the AFC. So yeah, at this point, I don't know. I no opinion either. It's a pretty easy pass for me. Next game. Speaking of that, next game, we got Green Bay heading to Detroit. Green Bay land 12 and a half here on the road with a total of 43. Oh yeah, my power in here, Green Bay nine and a half. Look headline, Green Bay 10. Westgate open, Green Bay 10 and then reopen Tuesday morning after that Monday night game to 13. And then total here, uh, similar fashion, 41 and a half is what it opened originally and then reopened Tuesday morning 43. And again, we're just going to see the adjustment here from Green Bay, assuming if everything played out from the point spread perspective against Minnesota, they would have lost the game and really had nothing to play for. And, uh, instead they, uh, ended up winning. So now they have a chance at the first round by or, you know, likely to win if, if they can win this game, uh, get a first round by, like you mentioned earlier. So obviously they're going to have a lot more motivation, uh, according to the markets. 
And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not going to be able to bet Green Bay no matter what, but it's basically, do you want to take Detroit or not? And to me, I just don't have any faith in this Detroit team. And I wouldn't be super shocked if they came in here and played this game pretty tight, but I just, the way this year's been going, I think this is, uh, there's a little bit more value on the card. I've, there's been more games I like this week actually than last week. Um, when I'm, when I'm going through the whole slate and, uh, you know, I can make a case for Detroit, but I'm just, uh, especially when you're not even getting a full two touchdowns and you don't trust the quarterback or the coaching staff. There's just too many uncertainties for me. So yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to pass, but I'd, I'll have a lean to Detroit for sure. Yeah. I mean, Detroit's just been awful and I don't think their home field is going to matter much because it's hard. How do you get juiced up to go and root for the Lions when they're just so far out of it and awful? Um, the, the Packers need the game to clinch first round by and potentially could get the one seed. So I think they'll, they'll come out and they'll probably be a little bit of a letdown after that game last week, but I'm sure they'll still figure out a way to win the game. So I lean to the Lions, but Blau just being a disaster is enough to keep me away from this one and not going to get involved. Uh, next game, early game, we got the Chargers heading to Kansas City. Kansas City laying nine here at home with a total of 45, 45 and a half. Um, yeah, my power rating number here, Kansas City 14, look at line Kansas City 7. Westgate opened Kansas City 7.5, and, and the total here opened 47. Uh, yeah, I don't, this one's another one I just don't have much of an opinion on. It's just hard to make of it. I, I'm really, I'm pretty high on this Kansas City team. Obviously, my power rating number suggests that as well, and, uh, fairly low on this Chargers team, actually, and it just seems like they're, you know, where do you go from here if you're the Chargers? I just, it seems like it's just tough. You've got a quarterback that's, Past his prime, that's kind of showing flashes still, but can you really blame him 100%? And you got the coaching staff who, you know, this Lynn, you, you look at these decision making, you know, decisions that he makes every, every weekend and week out, and it's just, just such poor, you know, game management and anything else from a coaching perspective. And then, yeah, just a lot of, not a lot of different issues there with the Chargers. And then you have the fan perspective in the home field and you haven't drawn hardly anything. Uh, yeah, just a lot of different things. So, I mean, I think the good thing for them is they're going on the road here would be probably better to kind of get out of, LA, but it just, it just seems like, uh, a team that's just kind of dead. And I know this number seems like it's not really fully accounting for it. Just, you know, it seems like this number should be a little bit higher, especially when Kansas City's uh, going to be motivated to win the game. So it just, uh, to me, I'm kind of a little surprised it's this low. Uh, but at the same time, I just don't, uh, don't really want to lay, uh, the, the, this ballpark with the favorite. It just seems like a, you know, not, not too profitable. So yeah, for me, it's a, it's a pretty easy pass. So all in all, I will say I do have a, a decent amount of money on the over already. A big play, a group came in on the, on the over earlier this morning and, uh, it's already kind of moved here quite a bit, but, uh, I guess that's where I'll probably lean here to be the over. Yeah. I, I think I like Kansas City quite a bit. I, I mean, nine just seems cheap. The Chargers have quit the last few weeks and uh, I mean, they beat up on Jacksonville. Other than that, they've just been a disaster for the last month and a half. Just, I mean, their motivation is absolutely in question with a bad coach. I just, bless <laughs> um, you. Um, well, on the flip side, the Chiefs have held the last two weeks teams to three points, and it's been five straight weeks where they've held opponents under twenty points. Uh, with motivation here, and a team that I think this would be a fair price without even like a motivation question. It, it, it may even be cheap then. I just don't understand how this is less than a touchdown when you look at, you know, Green Bay on the road laying 13 and the Saints on the road laying 13. Have the Chargers really shown that much more? I guess they have the, the higher ceiling than those other teams, but I just, the way they, what they put on, put on tape the last couple of weeks, I don't think there's much at all there. So I think Kansas City is kind of peaking, not peaking, but they're ramping up at the right time. I think they've been, uh, 
pretty impressive defensively, and, and the offense has been okay. And I think they're only going to go up as as they close out the season here. So yeah, I love the Chiefs here laying anything under the under double digits. So uh, give me them. Next game we got Arizona heading to the Rams. You see any numbers here on this one at all, or no? Man, my full screen here is uh, off the board for me. Uh, yeah, the only thing I have here is my look at line, which uh, what let's see, look at line was Rams seven, but. Of course, we don't know the status of Murray, so yeah, I don't have any uh, any numbers up here. Yeah, I was saying it's an easy pass. No, no opinion there. Uh, Sunday night here, one of actually, or yeah, one of the decent games here is San Francisco heading to Seattle, and San Francisco laying three with extra juice or three and a half on the road, and a total of forty-seven. Yeah, my power rating here: San Francisco minus two and a half. Look headline as a pick'em. Westgate open San Francisco minus three, even money, and the total here open forty-seven. Uh, this one, I'm kind of surprised by this line. Obviously, my power rating number here suggests uh, betting Seattle side, and I, I do like the Seattle side here. Getting you could get some three and a half, so you're a little bit of extra juice um, on, on Seattle at, at home. It just seems like um, I, I know where, I know where the money's coming from, or why the adjustment is just Seattle so banged up and all the injuries. I get that, but if you look at a team that over the years that's been able to deal with injuries or deal with Adversity. It seems like Seattle's got to be right up there, just because they have such a good quarterback with Russell Wilson and able to make plays and everything else. And don't forget too, San Francisco's decently banged up as well. And the San Francisco or the San Francisco defense has definitely been trending in the wrong direction too. So, to me, with a higher total and, and getting this many points at home for a Seattle team, that just seems like a team where I haven't been too high on Seattle all year. I've been betting against them, and they're kind of in a, a spot here where nobody believes them, obviously based on the point spread. And then now, uh, you know, they need to win for a better seating too. So it just seems like this could be a spot here where Seattle kind of goes and, and looks really impressive against uh, a San Francisco team that everyone's kind of in love with here and thinks that they're going to be able to, to win this game here with, uh, you know, outright. So it's just, uh, like I said, I'm pretty surprised by this number that uh, San Francisco came more than a field goal here on the road. It just seems like a little mispriced. So not that I love Seattle or the team, but I think just from a number and a value perspective, you got to look at Seattle here. Yeah, I totally agree. I've been trying to bet against Seattle all year and made a case that I think they're pretty smoking Mirzy, but getting over a field goal at home when the crowd's going to be super pumped up in this meaningful of a game. And yes, Seattle's banged up, but I, you know, Clowney said he's going to play today and the what's getting all the headlines, Marshawn Lynch and the running backs. And it's like, I just don't think running backs matter that much. So they signed Turbin and, and Lynch. I, I just don't think it's going to really slow them down that much, even though they are a team that likes to run it. Um, I just, I don't know. See, San Francisco has been impressive at times, but they're just not a team I feel all that great about going on the road into a tough environment like this in prime time and covering by a margin. So, uh, for all those reasons and the reasons you stated, I think, uh, getting three and a half at home here with Seattle is a pretty good bet that they're at least going to keep it close. And I can see it being a field goal game either way. So give me Seattle. Last game, uh, afternoon game here. We've got Oakland heading to Denver. And Denver laying three with extra juice or three and a half at home with a total of 41. Yeah, my power in here, Denver three and a half. Look headline, Denver four and a half. Westgate open, Denver four. And the total here open 41 and a half. Again, um, I'm not, not really, this one I'm not really surprised by the number, but uh, a game that I do, uh, I'm going to look at betting. And I wouldn't be surprised if this number came down to a flat three by kickoff. Um, I think money's going to come out of Oakland. Again, this was supposed to be the Sunday night game. They moved that, uh, flexed it into the normal afternoon game here, or the yeah late late game in the afternoon, not a morning game. And um, obviously, like you said, Oakland 
can still get in. I know it's a little, there has to be like three other things that has to happen other than them winning for them to get in. Uh, one of which being Tennessee losing. And, uh, so that they are kind of all in the same time slot. So there's nothing they, uh, won't know going into this game. So they're going to be fully motivated. I get that. Uh, but again, I, I think Denver's going to be fully motivated, but I think people are going to be betting the motivation for Oakland more than Denver. And I think Denver's a better team right now. And I, I don't know. I, I think you're buying a little bit high on Locke, which I'm a little worried about, but. That home field for Denver too is gonna it's gonna be a tough place for Oakland to play at, I think. Um so it, it to me it's just and especially if you add in the fact where if, if one of those teams do get up early and at halftime and they're you know, it's a close game or whatever, I mean then you're kinda of getting a free roll. Or I think Denver's gonna be fully motivated throughout the whole game because I think this is a big game for them to to kind of get their momentum going into the offseason because this team is pretty I think this team could be potentially pretty dangerous here if they did find their decent quarterback in lock, which again I'm not necessarily sold on, but Going into the next season, I think they could, you know, kind of get some momentum. You saw Vic Fangio or whatever. He kind of looked really rough at start with that defense. But they got them in, in check here pretty good at the end of the season. So, I mean, this guy could be a pretty uh, decent team here going into the 2020 campaign. So, I think this would be a game that's kind of a statement game for Denver. And uh, I think the home field edge is still going to be there as opposed to some of these other teams that don't have a chance of the playoffs. So, um, and then, like I said, you you add that to the fact, you parlay it with the fact that Oakland could look at the scoreboard if, if some of these teams do get blown out and they ruin their playoff chances at halftime um you know they say the coach will say they don't do that and all that stuff but i think it's definitely a possibility so if you add that in as a free roll um yeah give me denver here um laying three i know you're paying a little bit of extra juice but i do think this game is going to come down because again once the public sees that oakland's in a must win uh it just seems like you're going to get some more money and it's already came down a little bit and i think it will keep coming down more so yeah again kind of similar to the um, the game we talked earlier, I think just kind of wait till the end and uh, wait till kickoff, uh, like the Giants, and kind of wait and see if you want to bet this game at post on uh, uh, Denver laying the points. Yeah, no opinion for me. I think Denver's been the much better team over the last month. Uh, but uh, I just think that Oakland might have a little bit of a second life after Wayne Chargers, even though it wasn't all that impressive last week. And that's why I do think the motivation might play in a little bit. And I just think, I don't think Denver's that much far and away a better team that it more than offsets the potential motivation difference and whatever. So I just, I don't feel strongly about it. Not, not a game I'm going to bet, but I think you could make a, not a decent case for both sides, but I think you could make a decent case against both sides. So I could see anything happening in this game. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't really surprise me and send the game I'm not that interested in or feel there's really much of an edge either way. So pretty easy pass for me. All right, that'll do it. The last regular season game of 2019. Uh, let's finish up the pod here like we do each and every week and do our picks of the week. The AS Pick of the Week. All right, so last week on our pick of the week, I had the over 49.5 in that Tampa-Houston game. And like I said, stalled out in the fourth fourth quarter, didn't quite get there. And that drops me to uh, 5-10 and 10 on the year, so pretty horrendous. And Rob had the over in that Oakland Chargers game, had over 45 that ended up at 41, so that drops him to 6-9 and nine on the year. But uh, nonetheless, I believe you keep the tee box, so go ahead there, Crab. No, you're on the tee box. Oh, am I? Yeah, I just, sure are. I just assume one of those five winners uh, got me up there, huh? Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I don't know. I could, could go. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with what I feel pretty good about. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus, minus the 9, I would say, is a prevailing number, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs at home, minus nine, against the Chargers team that I think might have packed her in for the season. And the Chiefs team is kind of rounding the form, so that 
very rarely lay nine as a pick of the week, but I think that's what I'm going to do this week. Where, where are you looking at? I don't know. I'm between two games. Um, what, uh, what do you see for the Seattle? What do you think? Is Seattle, is it three consensus or three and a half? That's the problem here because it's with the juice. It's kind of tough. Um, I, think that's definitely gonna... I think there's quite a bit of three and a half, so I think that's pretty, pretty reasonable. Yeah, between that and that over and that Atlanta Tampa Bay game, but, um, yeah, boy. I think I will just I will just for the number. I think I agree that it's a little bit extra juice, but I will take that Seattle plus three and a half there at home, a primetime game, which kind of seems kind of funny a little bit to take a primetime game in in week seventeen here, kind of finish the season off. But at least we're gonna know we're gonna get two fully motivated teams, so that's one good thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Alrighty, well, uh, yeah, they got any concluding thoughts here for the the regular season or uh, this week in particular? No, like I mentioned at the start of the pod, definitely, uh, definitely ready to be done with the season. It's just been a, a, a brutal grind. So, um, hopefully maybe get a little bit of, surprisingly, I like this card, like I said, more than I would have expected going into the week, but, uh, you know, f- find a little bit of value here. Maybe have a couple plays on the card and, and try to get some winners here at the end of the stretch. But, uh, the, the one thing too, I think I will say is this playoffs, I think will be really interesting. I think anybody can really win it other than maybe if, maybe a couple teams in the AFC. I don't think I have much of a chance, but I think anybody in the NFC is really live. Uh, if they get, get a roll on and then, uh, and then especially those top AFC contenders, obviously are going to be really dangerous. So playoffs should be really interesting for sure and hopefully make some money in the betting perspective that, that way. Yeah, exactly. I was saying the same thing. I'm about ready to put this regular season down, but I'm actually looking forward to this playoffs quite a bit, especially in the NFC. Uh, I think it'll be really entertaining and this will be kind of fun this week just to see how the seeding all plays out because I think there's a decent chance that there might be a couple of weird things that happen, like you said, with Dallas maybe sneaking in. or I don't think the, the playoff bracket's going to look as chalk as we think it is this week or what people are kind of assuming. And there might be a couple of shakeups in it. So be real curious to see how that plays out. And uh, we'll be back next week at our on our normal time, uh, back on Wednesday, to look at the playoff picture here and, and break down the first round wild card matchup. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, I think that uh, – I'll do it on the pod, so best of luck, everybody, on this Week 17. Don't blow your whole bankroll. Save some for the playoffs. And uh, best of luck. Enjoy everybody's weekends here, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Aron Sports Podcast. Check out aronsports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more. 